there's a chapter that says authenticity takes courage and even when you think you're being authentic there's room to think again your business in it is an expression of who you are you know you don't want to be a machine doing things you don't really like i love holding the belief that life is fun you know that life is an adventure i believe that we're all spiritual beings having a human experience and that our purpose in life is to spread love of course life is it means offering your time your talent and your treasure in the service of others and to me a life that matters is a life where others matter what's your passion what makes you wake up every morning what keeps you up at night what values do you believe in what problems do you want to solve Lastly, what makes you, you? Good day, everyone. Our guest for today's episode is seasoned in the corporate world with more than two decades of experience in multinational and local companies from different industries. Among her educational pursuits, she's a communications graduate of the University of Asia and the Pacific, where she took classes in the University of Navarra in Spain. She took her management development program in Tokyo and her certificate courses in life coaching and art therapy in Singapore. She was at her latest job for 21 years, where she successfully rose through the ranks from entry-level research analyst to regional director responsible for the Asia-Pacific region. Our guest was also exposed to hiring, training, management of operations, to working across cultures, networking, and everything in between. She was an OFW based in Singapore for 11 years before she came back to the Philippines to help coach employees on how to navigate respective careers successfully. Today, she is now a freelance certified career coach who uses tools to immediately create impact in the lives of her clients. Friends, let's all welcome Kai Soriano Santa Cruz. I'm sorry, that's Kay Soriano Santa Cruz. Hi, Kay. <laughs> Hi, Jen. Hi, Jen. You know what? It's so funny because that's a very honest mistake. Looking at the spelling of my name, it's typical, very common for people to say Kai. And I, you know what the funny thing is? I, I, I accept it already. You know, I respond to it because I know it's, it's very common that they say that. Hi, Jen. Thank you for such a very thoughtful introduction. <laughs> thank you. Thank you as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to know more about you. Yeah, um, although I yeah, mentioned your your, your accomplishments, your milestones, but please, please tell us a bit more about yourself. Tell us about the passion and the work you, that you do. And, you know, what, what also please include what you've been busy with yeah, the past oh. year. I mean, considering all the challenges that everyone has to go through during this time. I know it's been, it's been crazy. It's been very different from the past, but I think a lot of us have really tried our best to cope as best as we can, no? And I see a lot of people actually really thriving from those who are very interested in plants to those who have started cooking more and more, right? But yeah, it's it's been very different, definitely. Yes, yes. So yeah, can you yeah, can you please, you know, share, you know, um uh 
share more about your backstory and yeah and also the things you're passionate about all right so um i guess i can start by just giving a, a casual introduction about myself because usually when i'm introduced in you know when i do speaker gigs or things like this it's very formal right i guess i want the listeners to know you know that i'm a, a typical girl i am the daughter of very loving parents I am the eldest of three sisters. I have been married for 21 years now to Toby Santa Cruz. And I guess on my free time during my my spare time, I love doing arts and crafts. I love learning new things. I listen to TED Talks a lot and I love reading, you know, all these different books. I think the interesting part as well would be i am not one to say that i am just focused on one thing jen um recently in my career coaching conversation with one of my clients one of the things that really came up was this whole concept about being a multi-potentialite have you heard of that term yes and i actually yeah, also right? consider self consider myself one yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure you're very familiar with the fact that multipotentialites are into all these different things that kind of just not only energizes our lives, no, but I guess inspires us to do different things and really learn about different different aspects of living as well. Um, and I'm not sure, you know, if if I can mention this part by now already, but one of the things that really brought me back to the Philippines coming from Singapore was this whole idea that I wanted to help develop the communication skills of our of our you know growing growing working class right whatever field there is you know whether you're into sales you're into banking you're in academics, whatever that is, I am really slowly finding that a lot of people would benefit if communication skills were very well developed. And the thing is, Jen, communication skills are not just about speaking, right? A lot of it is also about listening, listening actively. And when it comes to the coaching conversations I have, that's one of those things that I really strive to make sure that my clients enjoy. Not only do they learn about the calm skills that's necessary, but that they appreciate how different it is when you're talking to somebody who is there to listen, who's there to understand and not there to respond right away, you know, but yeah, I can go on and on about about that, but I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll stop there first for fear of jumping into so many different topics right away. Right. Yeah, I I, I can totally relate to to what you're saying. Yeah, um, I, I believe that if you really, one of the ways to, to level up our communication skills is to also pay attention to our listening skills. And I, and I would surely love to know more about that in a bit. So I guess sure. in, in order for us to to jump into that since it's it's um, it has something to do with with your work yeah. um, I'd like to know this time um, uh, why do you actually do the 
the work that you do? This is actually a question that I've asked of all my guests. I mean, because yeah. um, I, I really am curious to know if there is a bigger problem that you're trying to solve. I'm pretty sure there's, there's a deeper reason why you would want people to um, realize that, you know, communication skills is very, very important regardless of the industry or the field that they're in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for asking that, Jen, because, I, I, you know, to your point, to your question about what am I really trying to solve, the bigger picture here is my desire for a lot of us to go through lives trusting our own journeys, really seeing whatever is unique in our lives and taking advantage of whatever resources we have around us. And the resources, Jen, I'm talking about, you know, the, the people we're in touch with, the economic situation we're in, you know, whatever it is that's around you. I, I'm a firm believer of not comparing our lives with anybody else's, you know, when we were created, right? We were created as an individual. I was, you know, thinking of all these different lives that I am in touch with as I do my work. And when you listen to all their stories, it's all very unique. The problem sometimes is that we don't realize the value of it being unique, you know? And what I mean by that is if we just give ourselves the time and, and I guess the, the, the freedom to really see what we have and maximize our potential, we are going to go so much further than we are if we, if we kept on looking at somebody else's lives and measuring ours against that. I, I hope that makes good sense, Jen, but, but what I'm really basically trying to say is that we have to have the capacity to look at our lives and see the blessings within it and how we can, we can also be a blessing for other people around us. Um, and so the passion there is really seeing how each one of us can be proud of our own journey. My, my shift to coaching happened from corporate because I realized that developing people was such, you know, was such a passion of mine. It gave me sincere joy. Um, so now that I talk to clients individually and my clients are those coming from, you know, those who are based in the Philippines also, but I have clients in the States, in, in Europe as well. And in any lives, this is talking cross-cultural, right? Any life, it's, there are so many things that are similar, but there are also things that are very unique. And until we really give our ourselves that chance to to maximize the potential of the uniqueness, we're selling ourselves kind of short, you know? So when I talk to my clients and we kind of, you know, remove that fog, remove the, remove the veil and really get to the clarity of where they want to go, who they are right now, what kind of, what kind of skills, what skills they would like to further develop it's such a wonderful feeling when I feel their aha moments along the conversations with me. So, 
Yeah, my head is spinning. My head is running around in circles now thinking of all the things that I can that I can share with you, but I think I'll I'll just pause there for a second. You know what? I um I I I totally resonate and it's amazing when I talk to guests like this and I also find myself that you know uh, being on being in the same train track so to speak right. um, in in terms of work there are three things that uh, that really uh, resonated with me when when you were when when you were sharing these beautiful insights and um, now that I think about it they're interconnected and the words are listening clarity and uniqueness yeah and one thing that I I also learned it's not just you know it's not just listening to other people but also listening to ourselves right yes because yep. I mean by by really listening to ourselves it it, it paves the way to to clarity and when there's yeah. clarity that's that in turn paves the way again to discover your your own uniqueness yes that's so true so it, 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 lang, if I may just share a bit because um, uh, one thing that I also discovered from people is that they tend to be focused on just their skills the skills that they learn from their industry I mean I don't yeah. know if you you can relate to that that yeah you know, they, they, they focus just on their skills that they tend to you know um, overlook the unique value that they can give and one of the conversations that i've encountered uh from people was um why do you give um i mean um why do you give your services for free or why do you give your service or or why why is it that you know you taught this person and then this person is now teaching the same offering the same services as you are so mm-hmm. there, there comes the, the comparison the, yeah. the comparison situation and then I've been asked that question um, many times and then mm-hmm. I find myself um, telling these people that I mean it's what I'm that my value is not really the money that people pay me my yeah. value is what I give to the people and at the same time that's that's what unique that's what's unique about me um, yeah. so yeah and you know, I, I do really hope um, more and more people realize that. But, but then I guess they, they won't be able to realize that unless they find the clarity and, and, and until also they learn to listen to themselves. That's so true. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing that people like you are, are really out there. And so this time, I'm So I, I'd really... <laughs> like to know more about you um because i believe that one of um one of the things that makes us truly unique are our own experiences um can can you tell us about a moment in your life where you really wanted to achieve or have something but you know it wasn't going to be easy but you still did it anyway yeah sure jen um you know, funny because when you think, when you when you ask that question, in my mind, I've got a few things that are <laughs> that that really surface. And 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 the thing is, my story, you know, I I don't have a very unique story. I don't think my story is completely unique. 
But what is interesting about my story is really the fact that there have been a lot of challenges and I've really tried to overcome them just by telling myself, if I don't, will I regret it? If I don't, will I look back and say, I wish I did? So if you look back at my corporate story, for example, I mean, I graduated communication arts. I thought I would be with marketing for the longest time. I went through five jobs until I found that job with a BPO that lasted me 21 years, right? So I was with a very good hotel chain. I was with a research company. I was in different companies before that fifth job. But then when I got into that job, I realized that I was the only one without a degree that was related to business, finance, or numbers. And the job that I actually landed on, the, on, that, on that fifth try was a, was a research analyst position. And because I was in between jobs, I didn't want to be picky, you know? So here I was with three other people who had very technical backgrounds and I felt really out of place. But then when you are out of place, that's kind of when you see and look at what you can do right with a situation. So what I did was basically said, what can I bring to the table? Because I'm sure all of us have that unique gift, right? That unique skill. And in my particular case, it was really my gift for talking and my gift for explaining things. So so that's what I did. And, and, and essentially, essentially, as you mentioned in my introduction, right? 21 years in this company, I was promoted seven times until I got to a regional position. And at that regional position, after two decades, I was thinking to myself, I was already 45 then, if I live to be 80, if I live to be 80, I'm more than half of my remaining years on this earth, right? And if I am, what do I really want to do with the rest of my life? And that's when I kind of thought, Jen, you know, if, if I really love developing people, if I really want to see how people can be the best of themselves, then I think I want to try to see how I can be a trainer, either a trainer, a teacher, a professor, a coach, but something along those lines, you know? So what I did was essentially decide and thanks to my very supportive husband, this, this happened pretty smoothly. I decided to come back to the Philippines and see what I can do to, to uh, you know, elevate the, the working class, as I mentioned earlier. And in that shift, Jen, it was really scary because think about it. It was almost, what, a quarter of a century that you're an employee. I mean, steady pay every month, you know, all these different things that you're getting along with that. And then suddenly it was going to be just me, myself, and I, you know, working on things that that really the 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 fuel here was just my passion, right? It was just my excitement to do something else with my life. Um, but yeah, but I did because again, I didn't want to regret anything. And when I did, I I had such a high, Jen. I woke up 
the first day after leaving corporate at seven in the morning, so excited for the rest of the day, for the rest of the week, for the rest of the month. And, you know, to this day, when I, when I look back and think, should I go back or should I try something else? Or should I, you know, questioning myself, all these, you know, one momentary imposter syndrome sneak up on you once in a while. It's just a split second because on the next second, that feeling again of, you know, having to talk with somebody and sort out their lives together, it's, it's just a high. It's just a natural high that I need and that I love and that I enjoy. So coming back to the Philippines was a shift, was a risk, but I took it. And there have been a lot of challenges, but I have been learning through them too. And I think one of the things that's very apparent in my life is my faith, right? Without prayer, without my faith, without trust in God, I, I won't, I'll be so lost. But the thing is, I now believe because of that, everything happens for a reason. And every single person, we are where we're, we're meant to be. Whether we have to learn a lesson in this particular state in life or what, we are where we're meant to be. It's funny because my husband has taken that phrase and actually applied it in traffic as well. So when the traffic is really, is really slow and, you know, we, he, instead, of, instead of getting so impatient like he used before, he just says, it's okay. We are where we're meant to be. So it's even applicable to the traffic, right? But then, so finally, that kind of brings me to last year, Jen. Last year was crazy for a lot of us, right? COVID struck, things changed. The world changed overnight. My husband and I found ourselves in the States, March 15, 2020, which was kind of the first day of the lockdowns around the world. We ended up staying there for six months. It was a good thing that finally on the sixth month, we had a flight back to the Philippines. Otherwise, we would have paid for an extension on our visa, and that would have cost us a, close to $300 each. But the thing is, while we were there, other things started cropping up as well, which was, for me, this need to start a YouTube channel. And it's like, you know, I mean, second guessing myself again and, and trying to be very, very, what, positive, very optimistic, but it was very, very hard. And a week later, after landing back to Manila, I started navigating careers with Coach K. And, you know, I, I have tried, I have tried my best, Jen, to, to make sure that, you know, whoever watches, get something out of those stories too. So I, I hope that helps with that question. It was long-winded, but yeah, I hope that helps. Of course, of course. Yes, I'm pretty <laughs> sure our, our listeners would um, have learned from, from those experiences as well. So pretty much, no, um, these are the things, I mean, I mean, those that you've experienced, these are the things that a lot of people experience too, you know, having the self-doubt um, yeah. and, you know, thinking if there'd be any regrets if they don't do something that they've been wanting to do. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to know, how do you, um, 
probably you can just give a general process um, because I'm pretty sure. sure that a lot of people would um, they would want to be coached by you. Can you give us a general process of how you make them um, uh, overcome it? No? Yeah, overcome it and <laughs> make them decide to to finally do that shift so that they sure. can eventually live the life that they've always wanted. Yes, of course, of course. You know, in any conversation, and I'm sure you can attest to this, Jen, to your point about listening to ourselves, when we start listening to ourselves, the voice that says you've got to do this just becomes louder and louder. The problem is a lot of us combat that voice with self-doubt, you know, with denying that truth, that reality that craves the attention. And in a lot of cases, what I have seen has helped would be to really see who you are first. Because once you see who you are, what you want to do with your life manifests, happens, just becomes clearer. When that goes on, the self-doubt is still there. It still creeps up on you. And a lot of us Filipinos, I don't know if, it's, if this is cultural, right? But a lot of us, I am hearing a lot of us say, what are other people going to say if I do this? What are they going to say? And that has a lot about, that has a lot to do with judgment, right? But the yeah. funny thing is with judgment, if you are judgy yourself, it seems to me that that voice is also louder for you, right? So what I mean is basically, if you go around judging people, you don't have to wait for people to judge you back. You can almost hear people, you can hear people judging you back and it's actually just an assumption because come on, nobody really is doing it. Like for a fact, like to your face, right? But once you start doing that, then the voices are just louder. So just going back to helping yourself, know yourself, know what your skills are, know what you really like, and talk yourself into it. You know, it's funny because I've got a best friend. Her name's Lynette. And one of the things that my best friend says is that I am her cheerleader. And... I think that is very true because I'm nakakatawa. Some people almost say I'm such a consentidora, right? Because I am the first person who's going to tell you, you know what, you've just got to try. You're just going to have to go for it. You know, if you lose, you learn, right? True. But then so, <laughs> so, so, you know, to my best friend's point about me being a cheerleader, I often teach my clients, other people, to be their own cheerleader as well. Enough of the negative self-talk. Enough of us judging ourselves, putting down ourselves, listening to that voice that is more, what, um, self-doubt than propping us up, you know? Because at the end of the day, even if you and I, Jen, coach people over and over again, even if we do that till we run dry, unless they themselves accept the aha moments and the realization of the potential and the opportunities that they have, 
we can just, you know, do this till we're old, but nothing's going to change. The change always happens when the client embraces the realization and goes for the change, goes for what's interesting, what's exciting, and what they really want to do. Right? Right, right. <laughs> sure, I agree so much with that. Um, this time, Kay, because um, since we're, we're all about, you know, um, encouraging people to just take action, to embrace yeah. the change. Yeah. You know, people can eventually, like I said, live the lives that they, that they really want. Um, associated with this, um, with this shift, with this change, yeah. are also um, possibilities of being subjected to vulnerability. Yes. Agree with me. Definitely. Yeah. Was there ever a time where you, I'm, I'm pretty sure you've experienced this. I mean, can you recall of a time when you felt really vulnerable? I mean, just for our listeners to know. Um, yeah. What, what was it like? Can you share uh, with us with us that moment and what was your realization when you allowed yourself to be vulnerable yeah you know you know this this word you know vulnerable i i often associate it with being authentic right because vulnerable pretty much to me means just letting your guard down right just being your authentic self and seeing yourself for the good and the bad and the weak and the strong and everything else in between that you are. And when I think about my own vulnerability, I think of those times when I would, you know, try something new or try something different. And if I had to think of something very specific, I am now thinking of a time when I was hired to be a speaker for a leadership summit by one of the BPOs in the Philippines. It was a very big, it's a very big BPO. And they had uh, a summit of almost 400 individuals in a hotel room last year, pre-COVID. And at that time, you know, I love talking. I, I think you can you can see that and you can hear yeah. that because I'm being chatty, right? But it's so different when you're up on the stage and, you know, you're just all these eyes looking at you and waiting for that wisdom to drop. The thing is, every time I go up there, a part of me really just looks at the whole experience, looks at all the elements of the situation and says, wow, really? You're going to do this? You know? And for moments before I go up the stage, I am extremely vulnerable. But do I let that get to me? Of course I don't, right? And my biggest antidote is really shifting whatever energy is in me at that vulnerable state and using it to propel a more positive, humble existence. And when I say that, I pretty much mean that I, I use my vulnerability, I collect it in my diaphragm, 
and I use it to really project my voice. And in my voice, you will see sincerity, right? Because instead of showing, you know, my vulnerable side, which is really no good to anyone at a point where I need to motivate and inspire, I'd rather use that and make it something that people can use instead. And so that's what I do. I take a deep breath and use that energy and and take advantage of the situation and humbly and humbly just be grateful that 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 I can affect change in this short time that we're together. And in that particular instant and in a lot of other instances similar to that, after I give the talk, people approach me, you know, and they say thank you and they say it has been so helpful, you know, and the thing is, the things that they hear and the things that resonate with them are very personal. And that's one thing that now, you know, hearing that I have learned and I am using to just keep on going. Because whatever I say right now, you know, how many minutes have we been talking? Whatever I say right now, it's not everything that people are going to use. Not all of this is useful for everybody out there, but there are some parts of it that's going to be used by somebody. And that small bit is enough for me to just, just cover my vulnerability with humility and confidence and just go out there and just say whatever I have to say. You know? Yes, you know what, that is so true. And I'm really, really glad that you mentioned also the word humility. Um, It it also hit home to me. And it was was in a similar similar setup. I was also asked to speak. Uh, It was was a major conference, actually, that was held in in SMX Aura two years ago. And briefly lang no the the speaker uh who went up the stage before me yeah was a foreigner he was a foreigner right. and then he was really full of energy and to <laughs> top that to top that he even he could even speak tagalog right so, so you can just imagine the audience impact so when he sat down when it was my turn to go up the stage you know what the first thing i said yeah you guys, you need to help me because I cannot beat that. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said. And, and then, me, right? Yeah. And then I just said, can you, and it was morning. I remember it was morning. Yeah. So I just said, can, can I just, you know, I greet you good morning, give the energy back to me by greeting <laughs> yes. back to me so that I can absorb that energy because I can't really beat that other guy. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I get it. And I I can imagine it, Jen. Nakakatawa. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I really just know I was just naked for, for a few minutes at yeah. the start of my talk. And it yeah. really helped a lot. And how I wish, you know, to more and more people would just, you know, I mean, well, preparation is good. Having confidence yes. is good. But really, nowadays, if you really want to connect to, to people... You really yeah. have to let your guard down because that's yeah. the start of yeah. you know, being authentic. 
So it's so true. Jen, I don't know if you've experienced this, but have you, have you, well, I guess you have, but you know, technical difficulties, right? Things beyond our control. I mean, used to, they used to rattle me like crazy, but now when it happens, it's like, okay, you know, guys, we're just having to deal with this at the moment, you know, apologies for this, but we're going to get it up and running in a bit. You know, it's just, it's like, it really just happens, right? True. True, true. It's it's sometimes just a matter of just accepting that it's already part of the process. That's so right. That's the process right. is really perfect. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for sharing that experience. So this time, Kay, I mean, um, having gone through what you're you've gone through, I mean, being an OFW and being part of a team where where you were the least technical and also having to, to, to start anew when you came back to the Philippines. I'm just yeah. curious to know, what are the lenses that Kay is looking through in her life right now? Basically, well, what is well. life now for Kay? Yeah. You know, the thing is with me, I am a serial optimist. I am a glass half full kind of person. And where ever I am in the world and whatever is happening I attribute it a lot to my faith but really also because it's it's almost automatic Jen I mean you know not everything will go a hundred percent all the time but what you need to realize is that you're still breathing there is still hope right you still can pick up pieces from whatever it is that's broken and whatever it is, you can rebuild. So when I look at the world, whether I was in Singapore, stranded in the States for six months, now in the Philippines, back in Manila, wherever I am, the world is still something that I live in that's still full of hope. The, the, the sad thing to this is that if you watch the news all the time, it's very hard to see. And that's a very practical tip for me. Limit your exposure to the negative. You know, be realistic. Obviously, something's going on in the world, right? But there are, there are a lot of things you can't solve. But for those things that you can affect change on, do it. Right? So... I don't know if you know if you need any more information to that, but that's pretty much that's pretty much my world. Yeah, and if there's one thing that we should learn here is is that you know we we can just know work what's within our control. I mean, I guess this is also a time when you know we have to think twice before before, I don't know, being, before we try to be reactive, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. Nice. Just, just recently, I was talking to somebody and our conversation was really the difference between responding and reacting. Right. The same stimulus, the same exact experience. But if you lose your control and you overreact, what's going to happen, Right. Yeah, <laughs> true. And in worst cases, it's it's going to backfire at you. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So this time, Kay, um, if you know, if there's 
probably one thing that you could change with the world right now. Medyo alam is universe to. Wow. <laughs> if there's one thing that you could change with the world right now, especially with, with what's happening today, what would that be? I would like more people to have a better connection with God. I would like people to have more prayer time. I would like people to have instead of external earthly influences, a better influence of real fundamental truth. In the past, you know, I would I would have probably said something along the lines of, you know, better education, more social justice, but the more that I see how things are going now, in whatever age you are, my clients range from college students to yuppies to those who have started to retire, you know, in their late 50s and 60s. The common issue that I'm finding is that they're grasping at straws when it comes to what is truth. What is real beauty? You know, the fundamentals of living is kind of lost on them. And when we start talking about these things, it's just more apparent because, hey, Jen, we're body and soul. We can't just live and be content with whatever comforts, bodily comforts we have. The soul yearns for its own food. And that food is obviously not physical, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's not easy. But at the same time, you just need to want to do it. You just need to want it in your life. Prayer is fairly simple. A lot of times we say we meditate. Why don't we pray as we meditate? You know, that really calms us down. That addresses a lot of our stress. And that helps with stress management. So with, without being too preachy here, Jen, I, I obviously don't want to sound that, sound like that at all. Without being too preachy, I really, if I could do anything for anyone at all in this world, it's to do that. It's to help them regard prayer life as one of those aspects that they need to put some time on, put some real thought on, because that also gives you inner peace. And inner peace helps you with a lot of the happiness potential that you, that a lot of us, you know, yearn for. So, yeah. Thank you for such a beautiful reminder. And one of, it's it's also something that I hold on to. It's, it's, it's always prayer. Right, um, yeah. And, the mere fact, you know, that when you decide to pray, when you're actually in the process of praying, it's it's yeah. also a reminder that we are humans. Yes. And so, yeah, and you know, parang it's it's a good ano eh, um, it's a good experience when you're reminded na you're that we are still human and yeah. we can only yeah. do so much, and yes. that we have you know we have the source to hold on to. Exactly. whatever that's happening so yeah very true 
yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy that resonates with you too. It's it's a, it's a, it's one of those things, right? Yes. Yes, indeed. Now, yeah, speaking of being human, this is now my last question. So, yeah, it's, it's always uh, you know, bittersweet ending. So, yeah, um, what, speaking of being human, I'd like to know what is being human and being authentic for Kay? Wow. I mean, I think a lot of that has to do with the whole conversation, right, about vulnerability, authenticity, and all that. Humanity, at least the way I see it, is imperfect. It's it's pointless to feel that, you know, you cannot make mistakes, that you have to be the best all the time. It's pointless because the fact of the matter is our humanity is defined by our imperfection. And the thing is, the most that we can do with that is strive to just be better people. Strive to be a blessing for those around us. What's that phrase, Jen? Uh, charity begins at home, right? I mean, a lot of times people say, be good, be kind, be, be generous. But then you don't even have to look for other people to do that. Who, who are you living with? Start with that. Imagine... If a lot of our families, a lot of our homes had that kind of security, what a different, different world this would be. Sounds like a song almost now. Sounds like a song, but, yeah. but, but right? I mean, I mean, that's humanity for me. We keep on trying. We start by knowing ourselves. We, we, we progress with trying our best in terms of what we want to learn, what we want to achieve, keeping the eye on the ball. But at every turn, especially when there are failures here and there, we always have to always remember, you know, we're human and it's fine. It's fine if, we, if it doesn't work out. We just learn what we can and go on. I, I remember one conversation recently where you know, one of my, my, my the conversation was on failure. And, and when I asked uh, this person to define what failure was, almost all of the negative words came out of her mouth. And she was saying things like, it's the end of the world. It's the worst thing that can happen, you know, things like that. But I asked, you know, how about if we consider failure as a simple redirection? What if that failure is really just a fork on your road where it will now lead you to where you're supposed to be? And in that particular conversation, you know, this person suddenly realized there is, there is a gem in that situation. And it was really about finding the learning and the lessons that was more important rather than beating herself up about it. You know, that was really, that was a, that was a good conversation. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, more than anything, I mean, the, the gifts that failures give us are, are actually the lessons. Yeah. And, yeah. And I mean, without those lessons, we, we won't be able to, to, you know, to go in that direction where we, where we want to be. Um, basically 
So yeah. yeah. So thank exactly. you. Thank you so <laughs> much for your insights and your time today, Kay. Now, if no, if people would want to get in touch with you, do you have a website, an email address where where they could reach you, or you know, or a social media page? well first jen thank you so much also you know for for your time and your 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 thoughtful questions to this interview really really appreciate it it's so it's so interesting to be on this side of the conversation you know it's very different um but yeah i i have enjoyed myself very much thank you for that for those who would like to reach out to me, please don't hesitate. I am on Facebook and Instagram at Navigating Careers. You can also find my YouTube channel at um, Navigating Careers with Coach K. K spelled K-A-I, right? So I think those are the good, good touch points to begin with. And, you know, if, if, um, if anybody wants to have these kinds of conversations like it'll be my pleasure really thanks jen thank you so much as well so there you have it folks yeah please get in touch with yeah k if you have you know remove all those you know self-doubt self-limiting beliefs you know yeah, yeah the right person to ask is coach k so thank you thank you again for your time i hope we, we can have you again soon if you have any upcoming event I would love that. I would love that, Jen. I'll keep you posted. Thank yeah. you. Looking I'm I'm currently yeah I'm I'm working on books and I'm working on a few projects. So I I really hope that we can get together again maybe one of these days. Thank you. Thank you though. I really really appreciate the support. It's so it's so um I I'm 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 very appreciative. Very touched. Thank you. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode. This has been Your Brand, Your Story. Stories and conversations about humanness and authenticity. And I'm your host, Jen Kahukom. Do you have a story to share? Send me a message by visiting my website at jenkahukom.asia.com.